Hey, everybody, and welcome again to the Discipling Culture Podcast, the space where we learn how to lead communities that follow Jesus in this generation and the next. I'm Nate Scott. I'm Mike Breen. He's Mike Breen, and we have a very special guest with us today. Oh, yeah. Aaron Eller of Apex. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Welcome. Thank you. We're so glad to have you. And uh, Aaron, why don't you, because I don't know you, why don't sure. you just tell me about yourself? And by doing that, you'll tell everybody okay. about yourself. Great. My name is Aaron Eller and my husband is Adam Eller. We've been married about 15 years. And Congratulations. Have, thank you. Yeah, 15 years this year. Um, we have four boys, age seven to 13. Wow. So, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like in my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. That's awesome. And what do you do here at Apex? I am the family ministry team lead here at Apex. Okay. So getting beyond the title, what does that actually mean? Um, well, that's slightly complicated. It, <laughs> it encompasses many things, but um, right now um, it involves content creation for Sunday mornings for mm. the lesson for the kids and supporting the team in the mission and vision of Apex and family ministry and what we do and just coming alongside everyone and making sure that we are aligning with what our real mission and vision is and not getting overwhelmed mm. with life. And, and, and you do an amazing things. job. Well, thank you. Yes, fantastic. So, Aaron, you and I have had lots of conversations about, you know, lots of things. But one of the things that really struck me recently was when you shared with me and the rest of the team some of the observations that you had about parents and children and levels of anxiety. I, just just give us a little bit of an insight to how you see the world through the experience of these parents and children that you engage with. Sure. So when COVID started, I think most of the parents we engaged with and families um just the normal level of stress that COVID brought mm. kind of propelled them forward. Yeah. They were able to mm. do what was right in front of them. They were able mm -hmm. to bring their kids home and school them. Um, there was probably some overwhelming sense in general, mm -hmm. but they were doing what they needed to do. Mm. I think now as we're about 18 months out and those stress, <clears throat> those stress levels are coming down a little bit, people are feeling just the weight of the past 18 months. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing more families um, within the church. These are strong Christian families who have strong values and they have hope, but they're just feeling run down and mm -hmm. very anxious. We're seeing it in parents. We're seeing it in marriages. We're seeing it in kids. Mm -hmm. And it's manifesting in many different ways. Yeah. Could you give us an example of some of the ways it might be manifesting? Um, children are experiencing a lot of social anxiety that they didn't uh -huh. have before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think some of that could be... Um, even though as parents, we try to kind of shelter them a bit yeah, about uh -huh. the anxiety and the stress of the world. Um, just every time you went out in public and had to put a mask on your child. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a level of social anxiety that kids are experiencing about being out in public, being in groups mm -hmm. with other people. There's a sense of what's normal now at home, what's normal at school. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just one example we see, even within our youth, um, some of the kids that normally would love some of these activities just are very quickly overwhelmed by the spaces and the people. Mm. So they're kind of bumping along the bottom and they don't have many reserves. Is Absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Yes. Yes. I'm just thinking, are you guys back in school here? Yes. Also, well, um, most of the schools are back in school. Okay. I mean, yes. that's fairly early to tell here, but, you know, do you think that that's, um, 
going to be a help or a hindrance as it relates to some of these social anxieties that you talked about, you know, just building back in some of the predictable patterns that probably families were used to before relieving some of the requirements at home or. Yeah. Um, I would love to think that it's going to create some hope, but I think that it's really too early to tell yeah. because mm. we are seeing um, COVID numbers spiking again in mm. this area. And so I think parents have a uncertainty still mm-hmm. of, okay, my kids aren't required to wear masks now, but will they have to be wearing masks in mm-hmm. a month? And mm-hmm. will my kids be sent home for long Christmas mm-hmm. breaks again? There's just the uncertainty because we are seeing numbers go up again. And I, mm. I think that we're not out of the clear yet. Yeah. Mm. So for, for a second, I just want to uh, press pause on this portion of the conversation and, and zoom out for mm-hmm. us and do a little compare contrast, you know, uh, not even, let's go a little bit further back than 18 months ago, because 18 months ago is really when we were kind of, you yeah. know, a month out of the lockdown, sure. but we could see the wave coming. But, yeah. you know, fall of 2019, two years ago, how would you describe what you were doing here at Apex in terms of some of the, maybe some of the challenges or barriers uh, to break through in family ministry and maybe some of the things that were going you know, really well. Yeah. And then maybe we'll spend a little bit of time talking about, you know, how things are different. Okay, sure. So um, pre-COVID here at Apex, and, and we've been here about 16, 17 years, but here at Apex, we've always had the desire for family ministry to um, show parents how to disciple their own children. They were the disciples, mm. the primary disciples of their children. So Apex family ministry has always had to kind of straddle this line of we want to provide the Sunday morning experience for kids, the Sunday school, the VBS, but we also recognize that it goes much deeper than that. Mm. And if we just provide all these programs and we don't educate parents, then then people are left at the end of the day with the inability to do it themselves at home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think pre-COVID, we were still kind of straddling that line. We were still providing some services, um, that, you know, that kids love, that families enjoy, but also yeah. trying to train and disciple families at the same time to take on that primary role and have confidence. So help me with that. What did that look like for you guys in terms of training families, training, you know, parents, guardians or whatever to sure. disciple their kids at home? Yes. Um, a lot of it was providing resources on Sundays, you know, whatever lessons we were doing, these are ways you can apply these at home. Mm-hmm. These are tools you can use at home. Um, curriculum that we were using was also pointing parents that direction. When we do a parent commissioning, which was once or twice a year, um, we don't, it used to be like a baby dedication, but we realized it was, um, older than babies. We were doing Mm. sometimes even elementary age kids. Mm -hmm. So we took that opportunity to really commission parents and the whole church. You know, you've been given these children and, and, these are ways that you can train them and teach them at home with confidence mm-hmm. instead of kind of pushing that off to the church to do. Yeah. And and at that time, to what degree do you feel like there was momentum in that in terms of what you were seeing in some of the families sure. in the congregation? I think that we have always had a family ministry team who the parents have come alongside us and they're excited and they want to Mm. be involved in that process. Now, of course, you always have those families who aren't real confident in that role because it's not the traditional role that a lot of them have seen in a church setting. But we do have a lot of parents that understand that mission and vision and come alongside us. But again, there was still that kind of straddling the line of, we're just providing, we hate to use the word childcare, you know, because it's more than childcare sure, on Sunday morning. Sure. But 
Sure. So now, you know, fast forward two years, yeah. uh, we kind of opened the conversation talking about it a little bit, but where do you feel like you are now uh, in terms of that same vision, mission of empowering, you know, households really sure. to be participating in discipleship and be really the, what I'm hearing anyway, is more of the front edge mm-hmm. and Sundays are a complement and a resource, but not the thing. Absolutely. So what we found when COVID first hit, when we, when the church had to close its doors, um, we, we provided everything we thought the parents needed. We were doing a lesson Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. We were sending out our typical lessons to the families for them to use throughout the week. And we got a couple months into it, and we realized we were probably overwhelming the parents, mm-hmm. that they really just needed some very simple tools. So we reconfigured a little bit, came alongside with Mike and the gathering team with what they were doing. So instead of us doing a separate curriculum, we came alongside them to go through whatever content they were going through. So families felt unified, at least in that. So just so because I'm not part of Apex, when sure. you say the gathering team, that's the Sunday adult gathering? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the the so Aaron and I talk on a Monday morning, mm-hmm. usually by text or Slack, yeah. about what I'm thinking for next Sunday, mm-hmm. and then we might interact through the week. But basically, we're looking at the same content, the same material, and you share a, a, a little piece of that sure. as part of the the gathered worship where children and adults are there together. So in many ways, the adults get a kind of preview to what they're Mm. going to get later on. Mm -hmm. And the kids get a kind of an insight into where where it is that their parents are learning. So it's kind of an interesting- Which our family has actually watched, by the way. You do an amazing job. Thank you. It's really fun to see that. It's a lot of fun. And honestly, that part I have longed for since our 13-year-old was born. Mm. Because as we started having more children and- they were all kind of learning different things Sunday morning from my husband and I were learning. it. It's a bit challenging to kind mm-hmm. of, hey, would you share with me what you learned today? Quite honestly, it just wasn't happening because mm-hmm. there was a lot. So mm-hmm. it's nice that families can go home and we've all learned the same thing, just appropriate for different ages. Kind of set the table for everybody and Absolutely. then they can work it out together. I'd be curious to hear you guys talk a little bit more about... Uh, integrating the vision, the broader vision of Apex around discipleship and mission. Um, You know, right now, I mean, I guess let's just start here. How's that been going for you? And what are some specific ways beyond, you know, you talked about the the texting, the integration on the Sunday gathering, but what are the other things that you guys are doing to... Well, obviously we use similar tools. Hmm. So, you know, one of the tools that Aaron and the team uses pretty much every week is picture mirror window. Hmm. So, you know, every, every meme, every parable, every metaphor is a picture of God, a mirror on ourselves and a window on the world. And Aaron, I have to say rather brilliantly integrates that pretty much with everything Hmm. to the extent that I think everybody gets it now. I think they really do. So that so it's a, there's a sharing of tools. And of course, you know, we talked through the week, we've got, you know, staff meetings and stuff like that where we where we think through those things together. Do you, would that be an accurate observation? I would think? say yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So do you guys feel, um, you know, obviously, again, we're not out of the woods as it relates mm-hmm. to COVID. Um, Mike described it. Uh, when we were talking before as at least a post-lockdown world for maybe a period of time here. Do you guys feel, you know, two years now, um, you're, you're 
you're closer, you're feeling more momentum towards integration as a church, you know, moving towards your vision together? Do you feel like it's a restart? Do you feel like, okay, some things are momentum, some things are restart, you know, just give me an assessment of kind of where you guys feel with that right now. And, you know, maybe talk about some of the, the barriers and the opportunities associated with, you know, where you're at now. I, as a family ministry team, I think that we are in a better place than we've ever been here Hmm. at Apex. Mm -hmm. The part that is awesome is the kids get to start in the gathering and they get to experience a worship song with the rest of the body. And they get to experience lesson with their parents sitting there with them or their grandparents, whoever's there with them. And I think it's really important for the larger body to see the kids Mm -hmm. in there Mm -hmm. Um, for a long time. And I think in many churches, family ministry seems separate. It's a different thing. It's a totally different thing. And it still is because it it is a little different. You have to, you have different challenges than when you're teaching adults. But I think we are really moving in a good direction with that. Um, Some of the barriers I would see is still communicating to the larger body that the children are an integral part of the church (laughs) and that they are, you know, brothers and sisters in Christ that have these discipling opportunities right in front of them. Hmm. So I would say that's probably one of the bigger barriers that every church is dealing with. Um, but I think we are moving out of that and it's, it's really exciting to see. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously I totally agree with that. Um, the thing that was interesting for me, Aaron, I've been talking to, you know, various different parents and, Mm -hmm. And just making observations, and I'm thinking a little bit about the message I'm going to be sharing this week, funnily enough, because it's always there. Um, And one thing that's inevitable about gathered ministry is Sunday's coming. Mm -hmm. And the thing I've been really thinking through, and I'd love your perspective on this, is that one of the things about the post-lockdown world is that pretty much all of the timetables, all of the schedules, all of the normal systems and predictable patterns were dismantled. Mm-hmm. I mean, some might say destroyed Yes. Mm. in a moment. They just went. And I think that part of the anxiety that I'm noticing with parents is, it's like, I don't know how to rebuild this again. It mm-hmm. was like, they were there for the whole of my life or there for the whole of my marriage or there for the all of the time. I mean, you know, you start feeding children and cleaning children, dressing children and sending children to school. And, you know, you kind of built it over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly you've got to build it in a week. Yeah. And I've just, I've just noticed a, a, a significant level of stress about time. And I, yeah. I, I don't know what, just, give, I mean, am I miles off by no, that? I, I think that's true. And as you were talking, one thing that kept sticking up in my mind is that the world has become very complex for families and for children. You know, things mm. such as school, which yeah. was a very simple, fairly simple, yeah. has now become very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, you had to log on to these calls mm-hmm. and you had to access mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. <laughs> portals and finding schoolwork. It became very complicated. And because mm-hmm. of that, I think many families were allowing that some of the spiritual disciplines to kind of go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And so as a team, one of the things that we really are wanting to focus on is 
showing parents that it doesn't have to be hard, that although the rest of their lives feel really difficult and complicated right now, just starting with one simple spiritual discipline that doesn't have to be super complex because the whole world has gotten very complex. And Mm -hmm. I think because of that, we tend to sometimes relate it to our spiritual walk and how we disciple our children. And I'm guilty of it. I think if I don't have just the right Bible study for my kids to do, um, I'm failing as a mom where we, in my heart, I know that's not true, but sometimes the complexity of the world tells you, you have to do a, B and mm-hmm. C and it's, we want to remind parents that it, it doesn't have to be that difficult. Yeah. And maybe, it, maybe the complexity is the thing that is the, is the thing that causes people to think I can't do that. Absolutely. Yeah, in my yeah, own life, that's where it's, this is too complex. Yeah. How do we, and yeah. that's what we personally did. I think during uh-huh. COVID was we, we cut out as much as we could that was unnecessary because mm-hmm. those mm-hmm. uncertainties, even something so simple as we were doing piano lessons on Zoom, just I thought this is too complex right yeah, now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just we have to cut that out. This mm-hmm. is not so simplification of life. Absolutely, is a really key thing right now. Absolutely, yeah, that's a, so I think that's a great are, word. Yeah, I'd like to know some like specifics, you know, as like simple tools or when you, even when you say like, you know, the, the spiritual disciplines, there's maybe just start with one and keep it simple when you're trying to kind of rebuild that rhythm in your family. Like what's an example that you guys use either in your family or as a church? Yeah. So prayer is one that we're getting ready to jump into actually starting tomorrow or um, this Sunday. We are jumping into prayer and teaching families the very kind of old, I didn't realize how old it was till I did some research, but the ACTS model, A-C-T-S mm-hmm. model of prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, communicate, communicating to families that this is just a tool. This is not like you have to pray this way for God to hear you, but this mm-hmm. is a tool that you have. Um, I think prayer is something that we can very easily as a family just let go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. And so my husband and I have have really tried to purpose every night to pray over each individual child before bed and just kind of hear their hearts and just have that discipline in place. Um, you know, it is hard because our older boys are at the point where they're like, it's okay. I already prayed with myself. And so it's like, oh no, I still want to pray with you. But, you know, Mm -hmm. just trusting the Lord is working in their hearts and it doesn't mean that I can't. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll stand, um, we've got uh, bunk beds and I'll stand and just put my hand on the top bunk and just pray in my head over that child, Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if he doesn't want me to pray with him. But just Mm -hmm. having a very simple prayer time with your family before Mm -hmm. you leave the house in the morning, if it's at bed, if it's both. If you can just put one thing into practice, what would that look like? It's interesting that you mentioned prayer because I feel like for me and my kids, you know, I've got 11 down to four and ours is uh, our father in heaven and then thanks, sorry, please. And it's something that I've modeled to them, you know, at night, night, that's what we do too. But then, especially with the older two, I mean, really with the younger ones too. I think we used to call that teaspoon. I start to... Teaspoon. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. Really? That prayer model? TSP. Yeah, teaspoon. You know, and then they just say a line, what they're thankful for, what they might be sorry for, you know, what they need help with or what they want from God. And then that's it. And the thing with prayer that I have found with my own children, my husband and I, sometimes we think we have to correct the prayer mm. and say, oh, well, but I'm, I'm learning to just let them talk to, to God as their father. Mm-hmm. And we can still kind of guide and, and talk to them why why we say the things we say and mm-hmm. what, what's on our hearts when we're praying, but just allowing them to be really authentic with their words. Well, I feel like right there, you just, you know, articulated or modeled discipleship where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're going to do it, offer the example that you can see in front of you, but 
what is it, Mike? Low control, high kind of, right? It's yeah. like, yeah. have a go at it. You yeah. know, there's a trust there that the Lord is the most active discipler in all of our lives. And the disciple needs to be able to say, I'm good now. You know, mm. it's, yeah. you do it. I watch. Yeah. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good for kids to get to that point. Sure. I think it's really good. And we see, um, I've had two opportunities in the past few weeks to see two of my boys who um, have come to me afterwards and said, hey, I prayed about this because I I felt that it needed to be prayed about. Or, you know, Mm. I had a headache one day and one of my boys said, hey, can I pray over you, mom? Mm. So it's just really neat to see when you're kind of in the moment Mm -hmm. as parents, sometimes you don't, you feel like, are they listening? Mm. Are they catching anything that we're saying? Are they, are they even paying attention when I'm praying? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cause you know, especially with boys, they're very busy all the time. The little ones are. So, um, neat to see that fruit. It's crazy how you keep setting me up. But earlier on in our conversation, I was thinking, you know, with a a child, I mean, any, any young person, but I think uh, specifically kind of like the, you know, six to 10 range in there. It's like, how do you know, you know, Jesus told us to make disciples. So how do you know if you're making a disciple? And I feel like right there, you just captured it where sure. there's those unprompted moments where mm-hmm. then they are mimicking yeah. what they've seen. And mm-hmm. it's an authentic, you know, you're not there pushing it yeah. or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So that's really encouraging to hear that. I'd be interested to know from either of you to ask the, or to answer this, where do you see the biggest opportunities right now as it relates to uh, discipleship and mission amongst family members mm. and having that be in alignment with the broader vision that you sense God has given you mm. for Apex. What do you want to say, Erin? Do, do you want to go first on that one? Do you want me to go first? I'd like you to go first. I, think. I mean, I, I, I think that the biggest opportunity is the sense of there's this void that is currently not filled mm. by anything really mm. you know there's there's a there's a feeling around that people are still holding their breath they're still not really fully constructing mm. their lives they're not fully fully engaging in anything really because they're not sure whether it's going to be snatched away again it's a it's a little bit of that kind of ambiguous loss thing where well, we thought everything was cool 18 months ago yeah. and it literally got all stolen away. Mm-hmm. And so there's a little bit of a little bit of reticence to kind mm-hmm. of jump in on different things. I personally feel as though that's a great space for Jesus to be welcomed into. Mm. And I think that those are the things that I often think about. So I think about this thing about time. I think about this feeling of I don't think I've got enough energy, capacity, competence, cleverness to be able to navigate this world. That feeling, hmm. that space, that void, that that kind of feeling of there's a vacuum here. I don't think it's really been filled. I think that's a great place to say, how about inviting Jesus in there? Because mm-hmm. he's really good at all the things that you're not good at. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Hmm. That That's the kind of thing I'm thinking about. Hmm. What about you, Aaron? Um, just listening to you talk, I think that's true for families too. Um, oh, that's, going a, that's back exactly to, what I'm thinking yes. about. Yeah. Well, you know, just the simplicity of instead of doing all the things, yeah. you know, instead of making sure you have the right Bible studies, yeah. making sure you have the right um, practices in place, are you are you just inviting Jesus to the table with mm-hmm. you when you eat dinner? Mm-hmm. Are you slowing mm-hmm. down for 10 minutes mm-hmm. and, and letting the kids 
letting your children see that example of being still because the world is not still right now. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's overwhelming. And you're right. There's this ambiguous loss that Mm. even for myself, you know, we're, we're going on vacation in a couple of weeks and I already feel the, the anxiety welling up. Uh Will we actually get to go? You know, will someone get sick? Will they shut things down? There's Mm -hmm. things I never would have thought about two years ago. And I think that that's, you know, there's therapists talk about these triggers I think you can use the trigger to invite Jesus in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because I think we've all got these and they've all been revealed in us. It's like, it's not, it's not like everything changed. It's that everything got exposed sure. during the pandemic. And all of these things that are exposed in us, I think that they're the opportunity to kind of say, okay, Jesus, I don't know what to do there. Yeah. I don't know even what to think about that. I just feel anxious. Sure. Just please come into that. I think that would be my deal on it, I think. And I think that's good for kids too, to, um, and that, yeah, because they can do that, can't they? Absolutely, yeah, they yeah. can. I'm yeah. reading a book on prayer right now and it talked about coming to God helpless yeah. and just opening your hands. I'm helpless. I can't yeah. do this on my own. And yeah. I think that's important for kids to see yeah. because they are growing up in a time where they are being told they can really do anything and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, well, we can't, you know, we can yeah. with God, but. Yeah just pointing them back to, to Jesus and all things. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think it's always funny when, you know, everybody's told that they can change the world. And I think, wow, if we all change the world, mm-hmm. it really would be chaotic, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's hard as a parent to kind of, you know, you want, you don't want to like stuff your kids you down, and, <laughs> but like, you're no, also like, not change the world. <laughs> I don't know how realistic that is. So yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to manage that one. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for being with us. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was brilliant as always. As always. Yep. Thank you. My first time, but I'm sure every time it's like this. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thanks uh, to all of you for joining us as well for this episode of the Discipling Culture Podcast. Uh, I say this each time, but if you're into subscribing, sharing, liking, doing all that stuff with podcasts, we ask that you would do that with this one. Uh, It increases our visibility so that more people can access this content. Uh, Also want to remind you about DisciplingCulture.com. This is the home of of the Discipling Culture Collective. You can find all sorts of content on there um, related to Mike's work, 3DM, Apex. There's coaching opportunities on there. There's an online community that you can be part of. So again, thanks so much for joining us. Till next time. Till next time.